What episode is this, Chad? This is Slappercast episode number 71. 71. Oh. Yep. And 71. <laughs> A lot of good this extra hour did us today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The clocks went back, didn't they? Did we, who? <laughs> yeah, well, on, the, on the Devlin clock, they went forward. Um. So what we have? Oh, so we have some big news this week. This yeah, big, we, big we announcement. Got large news. Yes. yes, I showered last night. Mm-hmm. With and, uh, soap and water. Oh, <laughs> or just water. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. just a rinsing. Making me feel bad. Yeah. No, I've I spent a lot of time in Austin. We just use the. Just use it. No, we, uh, we, uh, we well. Uh, first off, you know, yes, we have some great big news that we're very excited about. Also, you know, uh, raised uh, raised a lot of money for um, our friends in uh, in the Ancient Order of Hibernians, we, their, their hunger project, and uh, we worked with a guy named Michael Joyce out of Austin and uh, the National uh, Order of Hibernians. We we so uh, nice to meet all of them and uh, raised a little bit of money. We had a little fun. Chris Buckley came in from Austin, and we went up to Blackwater Draw Brewing Company and. Had a had a really really fun time at the at the brewery, and uh, did you get to try any of the beer? I did. I, I did. I, I, I know one. you have. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think? I tried the uh, Border Town, which Border is Town? their Mexican style lager, mm-hmm. which is right up my alley yeah. when it comes to beer. Which I don't drink a lot of beer, but I yeah. like the lagers and the pilsners, and it was delightful. It definitely yeah. is freaking hot in there. Yeah. Uh, where I was sitting, anyway, it was warm, and the cold beer added a nice. Uh, Bit of coolness to my palate, and it also uh, gave me the energy I needed to continue. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he he wouldn't give me any for some reason, but yeah, well. Um, which one did you have? I had the Irish coffee stout. That's not like you, which and is, uh, so it's like Guinness but with, with coffee. Yeah, it was really good. I heard really good things about that. Yeah, and he was drinking that. What was the girl? The hazy girl or the? Lazy girl, hazy, yeah, hazy girl. I, I think it's that's the name of one of their IPAs. It, that was a made, that was a hazy hops. Yeah. Is that is that was that smelling fruit from that? Was that a fruity one? Uh, hops. A lot of a lot of a lot of IPAs have a floral um, well, well, bouquet. Yeah, simmer down, <laughs> whatever they call it. Crazy Frenchy floral nose because yeah. the hops the hops that they use are very it's floral. Boquet. They either floral. Yeah, they can be right. floral. They can be like citrusy. The, the 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 Supreme Court ruled in your favor today. I think uh, I think uh, oh, that's um, right. that one actually looked like it. <laughs> that was, was good news. Actually, that one actually no, it was looked right. like yeah. citrusy. But the the the, the so Chris there. the owner Chris Steele O'Bannon's of O'Bannon's fame Chris and Stephanie uh, Chris walked by with that beer that hazy girl whatever and the yeah, smell you. was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. just just the first time you smell a beer you go whoa that's a yeah. so I was I was curious if that's a if that's a you know good, good IPAs yeah they've yeah. Got, they've got that nose. Yeah, but yeah. Chris Weingart, their their brewmeister, their um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we knew him when he was working at O'Bannon's, just slinging slinging a whiskey. And uh, when they opened Blackwater Draw, the restaurant slash brewery, they were uh, he was. I, guess, I, 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 I love when when companies hire from within, but I thought, uh, don't you need somebody a little bit more experienced? Well, I eat my words, Chris uh, Weingart. Uh, when I saw when I, when I see the reaction because we've done played so many shows at O'Bannon's, um, his what he and Chris Steele were doing 
up there was just absolutely they're, they're they're catching fire and hopefully we're going to see their their beer in uh, Kroger here in Houston. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So Hazy Lady Hazy is uh, the newest Hazy member Lady. of the family, a New England style IPA, single hopped IPA, first brewed in collaboration with Girls Pint Out for our first International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. You can expect a delicious, citrusy, juicy IPA with low hop bitterness. This beer is unfiltered to maintain as much hop flavor as possible, so please enjoy fresh. That's why. Yeah. So yes, you were correct in your citrus right. good, analogy. Good, 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 good. Yeah. yeah, so so just just a, a wonderful day and all, and, and uh, Chris Buckley, as, as always, you know, just, just delivered, just smoking performance. He's fun to play with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah just, Although... Uh, <laughs> I uh, I was a little disappointed in his uh, attire of choice, but <laughs> but uh, you know those Austin, hey, we, Austin guys, you know he was kind of pulling us a solid, so I'll give him a pass. On we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can let go. But no, and, and yeah. but on the other hand, too, he did have jeans in the car. Not that the car was wearing them, or anybody in the car needed them, but he did have, so. Uh, and he asked, so yeah. Uh, anyway, but anyway, we're thrilled to to. to. Um, so, so, so that was great. A good time was had by all, and I I spoke to him the next day. Uh, Chris's son Riley, his favorite song is the pirate song. Oh, really? Which I just oh yeah, he he, just, he said that yeah. yeah, it just floored me. Cool. And uh, this this isn't the big news, but this is going to be big news <laughs> when it happens. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a multi fiddle fiddler show. We're gonna have, you know, we've talked about this for a long time, but we're gonna have uh, Chris and Jeff come in and do some stuff together because uh, it's just it's just so much fun playing with them and the Irish with the the Irish fiddle with the country fiddle with the just the the their own signatures that their own stamp that they put on the on the music just adds so much. So we're gonna. Um, I told them last night that we need to we need to talk because. Um, just like we haven't forgotten about the Mike last show mm-hmm. thing, we're gonna. That's gonna happen. This is gonna happen too. The the two fiddler thing. So um, two three. I don't care. But that 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 was, that, so that was big. So uh, and then moving on to again. So we just uh, found out. And actually, so today Tuesday, uh, we're going to uh, uh, we're gonna find out tomorrow or Thursday what the time slots are, but we've been booked for Sturgis this year. 80th annual Sturgis. And Sturgis Motor is Michael. for the uninitiated. Biggest bike rally in the world. Country. World? World. World. Yeah. Wow. There you go. It's got to be. Got to be. I, I can't see anymore. I can't M- see. A million and a half. People. I talked to Kelly Hunter a couple of days ago. A uh, million and a half people at the last one. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this, is a, this is a big one. This is a landmark uh, Sturgis. It's the 80th. Yeah. Annual, so wow, yeah. I didn't know they had motorbikes. I was about to say, yeah, no, the eightieth, and um, they are. Uh, it's it's going. It's it's definitely going on. The because that was my first question because I'd seen some back and forth on whether the you know the locals were were going back. So it's definitely mm-hmm. happening, and yeah. So we're flying up and doing the show. We're, so we're going to find out our schedule. Wednesday or Thursday. Very excited about that, and uh, um, so we'll be no, no doubt yapping about that 
later on. I, I've never I, we played a um, we played a, a biker rally in Lake Somerville in twenty ten. What, what year? Ten? Oh nine or ten? Yeah, <clears throat> probably ten. Oh nine or oh ten? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. It, like and and and. It was, and I know we've spoken about it before. Alexa, Texas. But uh, 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 Buckley played it with us. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 stage that they had uh, erected for that show was, I'm going to say, thirty feet in the air. I mean, it, it was big. This monster. It, it's it's what the, the round, huh? Why? Because it's so big. Well, it was the um, well, you know the, 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 they knew about my guitar rig. But uh, it was supposed to be thirty inches, and someone put the foot mark yeah, like in spinal yeah, tap. Uh, it was like you know, like like a tr- traditional festival size. I mean, huge, you know. But, but as much, it was just so high up, I couldn't get. I, I didn't understand why. And the ramp it? looked like a uh, uh, like a Evil Knievel was going to try to jump the lake or something. But we so we backed the van up to it, opened the door, and there was just a, a line of bikers, and they we didn't touch the gear. Everything just went onto the stage. Oh no, no, wait, no! That's that's the seat. That's the that's the chair. <laughs> <Sarah Collins>. Yeah, <laughs> just everything went up. The whole the the van within a second was just yeah, everything's on the stage. And we're all right, like this. And the the thing I couldn't get used to was, uh, and nobody had told us because we, but we'd uh, when they liked the the song, they'd rev their engines. So they're all in this this huge field of bikes and oh. trikes and in dikes and no, that's a. It was a different festival. Well, probably. You never know. And, uh, but yeah, it, it was just uh, the, the roar of the engine. It was better than applause. <laughs> yeah. Except, you know, and we were so high up, you couldn't, you know, smell the, the you know, I'm sure they were just choking to death down there, but they're probably used to it. But we have great fun and salt of the earth, great people. And we have videos of that too. There's a couple of videos from that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to see the motorcycles, uh, you know, the, the revving in place of applause. Yeah. You're saying it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah, really fun. And you can see how big the stage was. <laughs> yeah, the stage, the stage was massive. And uh, um, but yeah, we, we, had, we had a good time. I think yeah, Three Dog Night played as well. And they, that was a uh, we heard we heard later on we didn't stay, but we heard later on that 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 was a very very piss poor choice in in bands for a biker rally. Okay. Oh really? So, yeah. They weren't they weren't they, were, they got bored. I yeah. Guess. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. You know, that's not a. That's not, I mean, so I know for Sturgis they have. Bands like ZZ Top, uh, I've heard of them before. I think they're uh, uh, three piece up and coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. you know, good guys. You know, yeah. whippersnappers. Yeah. Uh, Skinner, um, Ario Speed. Ario Speed, like, yeah, yeah. Your favorite? Your I like, favorite. I like some Arios. I like their drummer. I, I can't remember what his name is, but he's got an interesting, interesting uh, take on things. So he's like, that, he, he's not the original drummer, but he's been with them for a long, long time. Yeah, so. that would be like the last band I would guess. To be booked, I mean, Three Dog Night is one thing, but for for a biker rally, you would think you'd have bands like 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 uh, like Motorhead or or uh, no, they have some. They do yeah. have some like kind of metally kind of bands there, do lesser they? lesser known, but names recognizable. Names. I think Volbeat was there last year. Puddle last of year. Mud maybe is playing or something. Like was that. it Puddle of Mud? I can't remember who's. I, I I've seen the list. I can't remember who's who they got there. They got some kind of like uh, kind of aggro yeah. kind of bands playing. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, the, I mean just, the Baker stages. Of yeah, course. it's really exciting to be to be to be asked and to be you know to to do it. So we're we're very excited about that. And uh, El Orbis actually played the Republic of Texas Biker Rally up in Austin one time. Oh, really? Which is completely fucked up. 
The Elvers wear suits. We wear yeah. suits on stage, and here we are in, at a biker rally. But it's good. <laughs> playing fucking Frank Sinatra tunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was the only gig where we were like, David, can we please take our jackets off? Because it was probably the hottest gig I've ever played. And uh, he said, yeah, okay. So we all we all took our jackets off and worked on our shirts and our ties. Yeah. But it was just, like, so bizarre, like. Remember just like playing, like, why are we doing this? <laughs> just why? Who booked this, David? Um, yeah. <laughs> somebody, I think somebody asked for specifically, because somebody's like, can Neil Orbitz play this thing? We're like, sure, what is it? Republican Texas Biker Rally out at the Travis Expo Center on the middle of this field in yeah. June, just sweating our tits off and just like, fly me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so bizarre. And wow. Well, we have, we have, we have, there's a couple of other ones that we've uh, been asked to do, and uh, a couple, I, I, a couple of other, I mean, not bike rallies, but definitely biker events, and uh, we've had we've had great success with them, you know, at some of the places that we've played, mm-hmm. um, and of course our our our, our friends, uh, the, the bike group here in town, uh, Las Canales, La, La Familia, yeah. they're uh, they came with us to Ireland. A bunch of them came with us to Ireland, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, I tell you something, that was uh, that yeah. was that was just that was just fun walking watching them walk into a bar in Ireland. It was just yeah, you know, just uh, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you know, n- not only are these guys the salt of the earth, but they're also the 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 you you, you befriend them. You are your you know your friend for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know people could learn from these guys. So. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say too uh, at the Hogs of Texas rallies where we met and have remained friends with Sam Damaris and Slade Ham, yeah. two comedians who were doing routines in between the bands. Uh, my favorite memory of this, I, I, I wonder, I'm not sure if we got this on video or not. It's definitely not on YouTube, but the, I think when we closed with Irish Rover at the end of the set, yeah. you called up Sam and, and Slade to come up on stage. And Sam had been dancing out front and had, had like totally tweaked his ankle. No. Oh, no, his chin? I'm sorry, Slade was, Slade. Out, front, was out front. He, he, had, like, he had twisted he, his ankle or something. No, he, 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 he broke ripped, it. He ripped his, uh, his tendon. Okay. He ripped his... So, uh, ouch! Yeah, so he comes limping on stage with this big grin on, so like, "Oops!" <laughs> yeah, the Jameson cool. didn't let him, di- didn't alert him to the severity of the injury. <laughs> but he will, you know, very nice way to put that. Yeah, he will, he will, he will let you know when you run across him. Uh, the last time we saw him actually was uh, it was actually kind of recently, and he'd asked for a pair of brown eyes by the Pogues. I remember pulling that out. Oh, good. Uh, uh, at a, for, for a live stream or at an actual gig? No, we, yeah. we, we, we played it. You were there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know how many fucking shows we played? Where, where was it? Do you know where how many fucking it? shows you played, know. Patrick? Sounds no. Answer the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he just... Remember, he, he slayed, uh, coincidentally ran into you, was it two years ago, the day that uh, Harvey... The flooding of Harvey, right? Yes, and uh, you and you and Connor were out there with a with a kayak. Right yeah, at the edge Florida, of the, the, the 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 Houston Houston was just underwater, and uh, my son and I went took took the kayak down to the you know four streets down where the water was <laughs> was just all the way up, and I was I was getting ready to take the kayak out, and Slade had come come around on his bike and he was taking pictures. He's a wonderful photographer. I mean, not only a great comedian. Uh, check out the Whiskey Brothers, just for for some serious comedy. Yeah, it's their podcast. But uh, um, 
the, it, but he he's a he's a phenomenal uh, photographer as mm-hmm. well, and he was uh, out shooting the 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 devastation. Yeah, and um, so, so when he cycled up on us, I, I didn't recognize him. Full beard and a hat, and yes, I, I had no idea. This. Oh, here comes a homeless guy with a camera, and uh, turned out to turned out to be Slade. Mm-hmm. But we, of course, we run into him as well. You know, our friend outlaw Dave. Uh, we, you know, he, he and he, he and the, those guys are inseparable. So we, we, you know, we always run across them, and they're, they're just a uh, Sam Damaris. Uh, at at the hogs uh, the yeah the bike ride of the hogs of Texas my, oh my god he was because he was the first guy on and if you haven't seen uh, Sam Damaris before he uh, uh, you I mean you, you just have to look him up and look at some of his comedy he's brilliant he's, mm-hmm. he's they're all they're all really really brilliant he, uh, Sam though uh, I just remember these dr- big dreadlocks and a Motorhead shirt and the guy walked out on stage. <laughs> he just, he just he, the 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 confusion. You're this is Texas, you know. And he he said something about being the you know black guy at a biker rally, and it was just he just uh, he just won them over first line. The whole thing. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, was brilliant. Just, uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant man. Did you know uh, Outlaw Dave before before that? Because I know that. I've known Outlaw Dave since he used to hold microphones for DJs at 101. I've known him since because he, he, he used to come out and he used to do live remotes from places that I worked, Outback Pub and Pig and Whistle, you know, just any, any, any rock thing that was going on that, that 101 sent the guys out. I knew Outlaw Dave. And he, used to, he used to look like the, 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 the dead guitar player from uh, uh, Def Leppard, the, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i've known him for a hundred years then you, you you've done some ad spots yeah radio. was that through him back in no, the day? no 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 okay that was that was that, that was krbe or whatever the, the okay that was a different but uh yeah i did i did some uh i did some 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 silly paddy's day ads back in the day um but yeah uh outlaw dave has been he's a fixture in in local and you know you know national radio as well good good person yeah very good person yes so that's going to be august but we don't know the exact date we're going to be there but the thing runs like the first week of august yeah no uh, first uh, weekend uh, july no no it's august august yeah august uh fifth through the sixth through the twelfth or something like that it's the first two weekends first two yeah whatever Goggle okay. that shit. You'll yeah. I'll say six through 13. Okay. You say five through 12. I'll say five through. Well, hold on a second. No, it's no, it's actually five through. That's a lot of 16th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's a long time. Yeah. 10 days. There we go. All right. <laughs> ah, moving on. It's, it's a long time for a festival, for any festival. All right. So we have two. Actually, it's sort of one, one question with a, with a, with a follow-up question. Oh. From, from uh, one of our listeners, actually. is Robert Earl Mills. Birthday, 9-16-69. Oh, yeah. Buddy oh. Bob. Hey, Bob. Former uh, classmate. 
age, uh, grades one through 12. Mainer. Uh, huh? New Hampshire. Yeah, same thing. I was actually referring to your questions, but that's okay. Oh, that's we can do that first. <laughs> do I have questions? Yeah, you, you sent us two. From? Those are from Bob. What? Well, this, those are mine. Those are from Bob. <laughs> Any outside music influences? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bob, Bob and his wife. Well, he didn't credit them. Bob in the text. Yeah. All right. All right. I thought, who, who was it at? Is it the same guy who asked about, about tube versus mm-hmm. solid state? Okay. You also want to know about... Uh, Something about, is she really going out with him and my best friend's girlfriend? Like, should we talk about that? And Why? Is she really going out with him? And I, I said, we're not talking about the cars. I'm sorry. The cars and Joe Jackson? I said, we're not talking about the cars. Yeah. What did he, was he making a joke? I don't fucking know. Let me look at this house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, can answer, I, mean, I can tell you anything you want to know about the cars. Really? Yeah. Ask me anything. He See? said, maybe it's already been done. Is she really going out with him into my best friend's girlfriend? Just heard the car song and thought of that. I said, he says, is she really going out with him? My best friend? Maybe a stretch, but too brainy. <laughs> LOL. Thank well, you, Bob. <laughs> that's call it a day. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Tune in next but I week. I said, yeah, I said, we're not talking about the cars. Yeah. No. We, we, and we already talked about Joe Jackson last week. So Yeah. So. But oh, and, and last week, you know who, who we forgot? Uh, and, and, and John Nania let me know immediately. Uh-oh. Sorry, John. I'm very, very sorry. But King's X, we didn't mention King's X. Oh, yeah. And for bands that should be oh, geez. absolutely yeah. massive. So, yes. And, and jo- yeah, so I, we're going to be punished. We're going to be punished when we go back yeah. up to Omaha. So, John Nania, I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Especially as Houstonians. <laughs> yeah. Since they weren't strictly Houstonian, they didn't start off here, but they did. I think this, I guess yeah, this is where they don't were. Don't start they... trying to get in on his good graces now, Chad. Yeah. We've, we've <laughs> talked about them before. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that, yeah. That, that was the one that was. So, anyway. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bob. Bob? Asks um, Do we have any outside. Any influence? No, wait, I'm sorry. That was the second part. Uh, big influence for us. Biggest influences from non-rock genres. Right. So I think he's asking, you know, since we, since we are a rock band, I guess, and we talk about rock and roll all the time, I guess he's asking, do we have any other influences from any other type of music? All right. Take, take it, Chad. You're up. <laughs> There's a lot. I've been thinking about this. Um, and knowing that rock is a very much... Very broad and broad. Very broad. Right. If you go to any record store back in the day, like the rock... Yeah, cover everything from Michael Jackson to Slayer. So right, and uh, there's a lot of obvious answers we could give, which would be kind of boring since we're, people already know that we like Johnny Cash and all that stuff, which isn't mm-hmm. strictly rock, but it's definitely okay. informed rock yeah. so much it's kind of irrelevant now at this point. Um, Glad he's dead. But I was thinking uh, the, <laughs> the first two people that came to mind for me were Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby, just as vocalists primarily, but love of them. I, I love the, those two voices are, are two of the most distinctive singing voices in the world or in the history of music. I think I think so. And I can call especially. I mean, you can't even nobody can even imitate him. I haven't heard anybody actually. You can kind of imitate, imitate Bing a little bit. Um, at least you know it's kind of um, yeah. He's got boo boo. He's got that type of thing. But with that, you can't really. What could you do? He, you know, it's it's all in his and in the, in the character of his voice and the, and the. It's it's really hard to describe. But I, I first 
we used to listen to his uh, his Christmas record when I was a kid. It was always my favorite Christmas record. The one that has the, the Christmas song on it. The song that Mel Tomei wrote for him, I think. I don't know if it was. Anyway. Um, and then later, it was like in my early 20s, I discovered the jazz trio stuff that he had started off with. Because he's a pianist. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know that. He started off as a, a jazz piano player with this jazz... Was it a trio? I think it was just a trio. trio yeah, the guitar, trio. guitar player and a... And a Drum? I can't remember who the third guy was. Bass? Was it bass? <laughs> but that stuff is fantastic. And there's He's loads of player. it. There's loads of it out there to yeah. listen to. Um, and for Bing, there's really only one album by Bing that I, that I, that I like. And I'm, I intended to Google the name of it before I got here, but I forgot. There, there's a, a record he put out in the late 50s called Swinging with Bing or something like that. Bing Swings something along those lines where it's just him playing a lot of, a lot of, uh, with a, with a, a jazz band of a friend of his. Um, and it's a lot of up, up tempo, up tempo, like maybe sort of like New Orleans style jazz tunes, hmm. not, not strictly New Orleans, but, but, but just really, really fun. And the whole, and there's, there's no backup singers. There's no overdubs or anything. It's just all live in the studio and he's having a great time singing. And it's just, it's just so great. So it really, it really highlights his voice, you know, and there's not a whole lot of production and stuff to kind of bury it. Nice. Um, so, but enough about me. Cool. Who's next? This is a, f- a friend of mine uh, in, in Florida from Glasgow. Uh, used to tell now nobody's, we'll have to cut this part out, but this is the worst joke in history. And uh, along, it paired with, the worst Scottish accent in history, but his name is Peter Peter Dugan, and he's from Glasgow. Biggest Celtic supporter on the planet. Sorry, John McAloon. But uh, he uh, used to work in a bar in, in, in Pompano Beach, Florida, and he says to me one day, he says, what's the difference between Beng Sings and Walt Disney? And I said, I've got no idea, Peter. What is the difference? He says, Beng Sings and Walt Disney. And if you're, so I'll just leave that with you. Anybody that knows the Scottish accent, yeah, you won't get it. But the rest of the good people. Anyway, so moving on. Eric. What's the question? To yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's all you Well, I mean, as a drummer, I mean, there's plenty of that. I mean, I've got, I've got a rich history of, of musicians to choose from. Everybody from Gene Krupa up to Show off. Max Roach and Philly Joe Jones that are all in the jazz, um, all, ja- all great jazz drummers, you know. Um, but I could even probably name some influences that were not drummers, if that's humanly possible. Um, I've always liked, um, Beethoven's music. I've always liked his, I've always loved his piano sonatas. In fact, I have all the, all the piano sonatas. I have all those at home, um, to listen to. And they're, it's fun to listen to them from the early ones up until the late ones, because they, you can definitely see a trajectory of his musical growth and, 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 you know, they 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 lump them in the uh, in the in the classical uh, category. As far as music goes, you have your, you know, you have your, um, you know, your baroque and your, you have your renaissance, your baroque, your classical, your romantic, mm-hmm. your and your modern, and, and et cetera. After that period, and they always lump him in the classical category because of the years that he was alive. You know, seventeen whatever eighty to eighteen twenty six or whatever it was, and then the romantic period starts. 1820 something or other and goes until, you know, 1870 or whatever it was. And then the modern era starts to come in, but 
if you listen to Beethoven's music, it's very much, he was the romantic period. He started the romantic period of, of, of music. With his chords worked, and obviously his symphonies were still kind of, oops, sorry, kind of structured um, in the same way. But he was definitely pushing the envelope as far as sonically what people were used to hearing. You know, I mean, I mean, you can look at the ninth. Everybody loves the ninth, but like the sixth and seventh symphonies are really like, oh, we've reached the romantic era. And anyway, I can go on and on about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so he's an influence. Um, it took me, I, I always liked Tony Bennett, but it's only till the last 20 years or so I really started to enjoy Frank Sinatra more. Oh, yeah? I always thought Frank was kind of a goomba, you know, kind of a... <laughs> Show you know what she was. I mean, he kind of kind of a show off and whatever else. But then I really dug into his his fifties recordings when it was like the um and you know in the wee small hours those Capitol records that came out and they're all fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're all just like this is what this guy was supposed to. You know, he, he sung with Tommy Dorsey back in the thirties and stuff like that, and he kind of went he went, it went into obscurity in the forties with the way jazz was moving, but he came out swinging literally. Uh, in the fifties with those, with those capital records. And it just shows the genius of, of, uh, of who he was as a singer and the songs that he selected. And, you know, there's that great story about him going into the uh, studio in, in, uh, in California to record strangers in the night with, um, the wrecking crew guys, you know, and they were all like, there was word. Okay. We have this session. It starts at midnight. Um, and it's kind of a hush hush kind of a thing. and, who is it? Uh, some somebody, and then the word got out. It was Sinatra, and they all sat up a little bit straighter. And that just—I mean—that was in the sixty-four, sixty-two. I can't remember when "Strangers of the Night" was recorded. Yeah, but they all like you know sat up straight and just to show their reverence for him. Glenn Campbell came, talks about that. Yeah, and they came in and they fucking knocked that thing out of the park. And Frank didn't even like the song. He was like, "What is this? What yeah. is this bullshit?" You know, because it's kind of a pop song. It's kind of straight ahead, yeah. you know, at 4-4 four, four time kind of a thing, not really a swinger. And then it gets to the end, and he wasn't quite sure what to do. And the, somebody suggested, can you just go, like, a, just kind of scat for a little bit? He's like, what is this bullshit, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and at the end of the song, as the song fades out, you hear him go, doobie-doobie-doo. But if you listen to the very end of it, he goes, la-da-da-da-da. And his voice just kind of drops, and he's like, Fucking, I'm done, you know, but you know, so, but then of course all the, all the drummers from different, you know, non, mostly jazz guys, you know, like, like I said, Gene Krupa for me is the, he's him and Louis Belson are kind of my two guys. That I'm just like, and cause Gene was like the first rock star. He was the first, like he was good looking and he had cool hair and he could play the shit out of those drums you know, even more so for me than, than you know, Buddy Rich was just, he was just that guy that, that played drums and, and, and stuff like that. And he was great, but I mean, I, I don't ever pull out a Buddy Rich thing to listen to. I'd rather hear Gene thump on those Tom Toms and hear Louis Belson just swing a band, play double kick drums and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could go on for days. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I, was, I looked up the, the album I was trying to remember, Bing Crosby. It was Bing with a Beat. Bing with uh, a Beat. Look that up. That's a good show. What year was that? 50 what? Yeah, 50 oh, something. Um, oh, damn, I had I lost it. Bing was, God, he'd been around for the 50s? He'd been around, he'd been singing for 30 years by then. Yeah, this was definitely later in his career. 
this was 57. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. He had done, he had done holiday Inn, and he had done, I think white Christmas by then just about white Christmas may have come out. Um, the movie may have come out definitely late, late fifties. Oh yeah. 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 I think that was forties though. Wasn't it white Christmas? Nope. Maybe that was in the fifties because, and, and the reason why I say fifties is because some of the, that, that movie could be an hour and a half long, but it's really two hours long because of the, uh, okay. Yeah. The song, it was 1942 yep. and this movie was 54. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know some they, of those they re-recorded it. Some of those music scenes in that movie just like, just fucking cut that shit out. But anyway, <laughs> that was uh, there was well, there was it was it appeared in two films actually because there was a White Christmas film. But then there was also Hol- Holiday. Holiday was first. Holiday, yeah. And that was the idea that he was going to be only open on holidays, right? And it makes the uh, President's Day segment very awkward these days since they're all doing it in blackface yeah there's that thing about lincoln that's yeah kind of cringy father abraham yeah know? yeah and they're all playing tambourines and like, it's yeah very awkward yeah not awkward it's fucked up that was their idea of being pc at the time was to even even mention but if you notice in white christmas they do a whole minstrel show scene yeah. as well which is the same thing, but without the blackface. Oh, really? Sort of, okay. Sort of, yeah. Oh, interesting. It kind of, it, 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 they talk about minstrel shows, which are mostly uh, an African-American thing. Yeah, I guess I didn't see White Christmas. I, I saw Holiday Inn, but not a... Say again? I, I, I guess I haven't seen the movie White Christmas, because I know I've seen Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn is black okay. and white. Right. And it's basically, he breaks up with his girlfriend and goes off to the inn, and, and Fred Astaire's in that one. Fred Astaire's in Holiday Inn. He's the rival... Right, he's right. kind of a dick. Actually, he plays kind of a jerk in that one. Yeah, Holiday Inn. They are out of the army, and they're chasing these two these two girls around, and they end up showing up at this inn, and their old general runs the inn, and is losing money because it's wintertime and there's no snow, and again, just so they decide to hold their show there. Uh, I'm going to give away the ending. It snows on Christmas Eve when they do the show. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> and they sing White Christmas with vigor. Yes. Wow. And there's a bunch of kids in it that Bing Crosby beats up. I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> he used to beat his kids, right? Anybody? Oh. No, yeah. come on. Right. Stay, stay with us here, Jack. Yeah. Um, don't, 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 don't let me take my belt out on you. Yeah, yeah there, there's definitely some, some off-color stories you could tell with that guy. Anyway. So, Patrick, outside influences? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say, uh, um, Frank... I couldn't care less about Frank. I, 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 uh, Dean Martin was my go-to, just because I just there, there was so much humor in his, to, even when he was being serious, fair enough. But so much humor in it, and, uh, and Frank's voice to me always just lacked a little bit, just just lacked a little depth. And again, just um, uh, loved watching them, uh, love 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 watching those roasts and all that stuff. But uh, Dean Martin was always the uh, uh, and Sammy Davis, I just I could not get over how how just incredibly gifted Sammy Davis was is mm-hmm. was. Um, uh, but uh, the the stuff that really drove me was and and to this day my the, my favorite I, I loved musicals I loved uh, the movies of these uh, you know the the uh, well sound of music is still to this day my favorite soundtrack of all time mm-hmm. just because uh i thought christopher Plummer and uh what's my girlfriend's name 
Julian, Julian Andrews. Julian. Thought their their voices together were incredible, and uh, the 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 Rogers and Hammerstein putting that music together and all that stuff. So that stuff just just floored me as a kid, and to this day it's still. But then the, the, I, I got into classical late later, you know, and uh, yeah, I lumped Beethoven into that because I could tell you nothing about the the time periods and. You know who, but I mean, I have a I have a bunch of CDs with, uh, um, with uh, with a, and I used to listen to it a lot. You know, just for so you know when doing stuff around the house, I like to have I like to have a lot of noise, and it was it's just very strange listening to that stuff really loud. But it was it, it it's it's this kind of stuff that translates really well into big, 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 loud. You know, and I can't take it when it gets real just. Like, it'll sneak up on you yeah so uh so i liked all that stuff and my first show ever i mean i was i was i was knee height or grasshopper when i saw it but we were in vegas and we saw the carpenters and that was that i mean that was pretty close to rock and roll for me back then because i had no idea what you know but still it's definitely the furthest thing from rock and roll but they have so much so much music in there because we were we were playing this weekend we did the the fundraiser for uh the hibernian hunger project and we're setting up and they had this country song and i was making fun <laughs> of it afterwards but it, it was it the the vocal line was and it really and that was doing it just as i apologize <laughs> for doing it so well good yeah, yeah that's what it sounded like um Note to new career. Trademark <laughs> Cody Johnson. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, was but it was, it, it was, it was, I mean, torturous. And, you know, luckily we were, because I was boasting about being able to tune that stuff out. But um, the, the, the music and the amount of sound that was coming from, coming off that stage of A, I remember as a kid, it, it, it changed me. It just, at that moment, and then, then the, the 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 we've talked about this before, and I apologize for saying it again. But the the moment that I knew I wanted to do this for a living was when we I was a little bit older, and we were down in uh, 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 the Glen Eagle in County Kerry, and we saw the Wolf Tones, who we've uh, now befriended um, Derek Warfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they took a break and they left all their gear on the stage and then they played the rock and roll, you know, of the day, which would, would have been ABBA and Bee Gees and, you know, Glenn Campbell and that kind of, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, my, my, my uh, neighbor at the time, Jimmy Shields, uh, he and I jumped up on the stage where, again, we're very small children, but we got up and we were miming the songs with the instruments, <laughs> you know, imagine doing that. Um, and we were getting applause and it was, people were digging it and light went off. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I, I didn't go, I didn't do anything crazy like go and get an instrument or learn anything. No, no, no. I just, I just sat around and waited until for a hundred years after that. But it's, it, it was, the, so all that stuff moved me to, to, to hear, you know, yeah. to. Yeah, Julie Andrews was what if you know if you hadn't said it yourself, I would have said, "What about Julie Andrews?" I know that you've sung her praises many times. Yeah, and yeah. and and uh, I, again, I'm not crazy about the music most of the time, but to hear to hear 
the just the purity, just the the brilliance of a Barbara Streisand voice. Whether no matter what you think of her, uh, uh, you know her music or whatever, but hear that voice at full voice and that that clarity and that I mean that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she's definitely that's inhuman. And yeah. Dolly Parton, same thing, same. At that, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, yeah. She she can she can put that she can yeah. belt a note out. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking no, no, about. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm teasing about that. No, well, we we, stuff, we, yeah, we but, talked about that the, yeah. that pantomime show that no, yeah, she does no, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. where she fakes playing stuff, right. and her her nails are, are longer than my legs. Right. And and her her and she's playing a mandolin and a fiddle and a banjo and a you know saxophone harpsichord. Yeah. You, no, you're not. But uh, anyway, so I I, I just. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that happened outside of outside of rock that that moved and changed. I think I think I think you know just as any musician. I mean, the jazz guys are a little bit more. Uh, what's the word I want here without offending anybody? Fake Nazis, I guess maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About about what they like and dislike, and they dislike a lot of stuff. But I think the I think anyone else is a little bit more open to other influences around yeah. them. You know, because you know I've heard. Actually, uh, Branford Marsalis came to school when I was in Miami. He came and he didn't play, but he just came and like talked about stuff. And everybody knew that you know Winton, uh, his older brother, sat trumpet player, great. You know, he played either jazz or he played classical music, but he never did any sideman stuff for rock. You know, Branford's done a bunch of rock stuff, and and he's played with Sting and he played with all these guys. And Branford's like, yeah, he's like, we don't talk about music when we get together because he doesn't. I know, I know my brother just doesn't like a lot of stuff. He doesn't like a lot of the same stuff that I do. He's like, I like soul and funk and rock and he likes jazz and classical. So, but and, and, you know, it was to the point where, you know, even back in the fifties when the jazz guys would tour, they would, they would, you know, they'd see a jukebox and then fifties, of course, is when rock and roll is happening and they would purposely dismantle it somehow so that they didn't have to listen to rock and roll while they were sitting in the bar or whatever, you know, <laughs> put chewing gum in the, in the, in the, in the coin slot or whatever. Jeez. And these are stories that these guys would tell like, yeah, we don't want to hear that shit, you know. Yeah. And, wow. Well, I mean, but but can, can, you you can now, at, at least from what we heard, you know, the well, past that you know, I'm not I'm if, not I'm not denying that that's not uh, that's not an effective way to tune that shit out. But, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we 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 are we are lucky that we don't have to, you know, we're not we're not um, smothered by by all that that music that style. Um, if, if if you want to torture yourself, if you if you're into, you know, if you're just a complete masochist, just go to Bucky's and try to stand in there for more than five minutes, without without ripping your own ears off your head and eating them. Uh, it's it's just it's they they find the worst, the worst music possible, and, and talk about a hundred acres of of shit for sale, and there's nothing in there worth buying. I mean, just. Absolutely. Where do you find this shit? This is a stuffed roadkill bean bag, you know. But I do have a bonus for you. When you go to Bucky's and you hear that music, you can actually buy the same CD at the counter. They have all the CDs at the counter. You can you can purchase one if you'd like. Well, next time you that's that's nice for you to say. But you can there's there's also there's also like eight inch nails you can drive into your privates. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying. Not nine inch nails. And if you let them rust first, then you yeah. bonus. You know, you get the not nine inch nails. Oh no, no. eight inch nails. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm talking. Jesus quality. was a fan of nine-inch nails. I'm talking quality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not quantity. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Chad's over there. Where am I going to get a nail? <laughs> for my, for my that, own edification. Is that where the the, the band name Nine Inch Nails came from? Was that, from driving? I was nails thought it was just hanging Jesus. Fingernails, like like. Oh, I don't know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Difference between Jesus and a picture of Jesus only takes one nail to hang up the picture of Jesus. Not even, is, not even Easter. Not even Easter. I thought you were talking about the guy out there doing. No, not that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm not sure. So, where, I'm not sure where Nine Inch Nails came from, but they're they're fun. They had uh, a couple hits. So this is this is also from Bob, right? This oh, follow I don't up. Know. What's what's the question? Uh, any outside? Any influences outside of music? Ah, it's all about influences today. Books, movies, etc. Painting. I don't know. I think, and he was also asking too. I think um, uh, as far as that goes, I, like any. Well, this probably applies to you mostly. Do you apply? Do you find um, other influences, or how do you find influences for lyrics, songwriting? Mm-hmm. That's the. And you may, you may have already talked about this at another. Yeah, yeah I'm sure we have, but but you know what? It, it's 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 like the question: How long is a piece of string? Yeah, uh, it's it's never answered. There's no answer, but uh, and there's and you can talk forever on it. Sure. And it's a great question in that. Just the other day, so if you go into the, the that little space that I've I've I'm setting up this that music area again, um, so I, I've I found these I found my lyrics Mm-mm. to these songs and going through it is hysterical because <laughs> I can make fun of other people's lyrics which I've done before Twisted Sister and uh, um, and Poison and all that stuff, but. Uh, the, the 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 place where you find lyrics is everywhere. Just Bucky's alone. Uh, can you can you can write? You know you can write. I, 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 I'm, you know, stack of albums just just on that. Just in your experience alone, most of it will be about uh, going postal and you know self mutilation that kind of stuff. Right. But um, every. So so I, I like to run, which is probably breaking news. Mm. Yeah. Like and run for uh, office or yeah, that, running? That, that, that like too, that's jogging. coming. That's coming, jogging. Oh, oh jogging. jogging. Um, but in, when, you, when, you, when you get into that, that headspace, and it's usually, it's usually only minutes into, into your run, when you get your mind clears and you're, you're, uh, you're, you're able to, well, I'm able to focus really well and and memories are churned up, and they, they just explode. So, so outside influences would be, you know, your surroundings of your, you know, like the the the, the van time as well. There's some just genius moments in there where we're bantering back and forth and just lobbing these kind of silly mm-hmm. subjects around, and then it turns into something. It's much like this. And and so the lyrics, the lyric ideas are endless, and they never stop. If if you write them down, and I've heard I heard it for years before I did it. Get it, write it down. Idea, get it, write it down. Record it, do whatever you can, write it down. Mm. And it's it it's it's it's. But back to the question. So outside influences for me are always the these memories and these these old journal uh, style. You know, 
or photographs and stuff like that going through. It's just it's just amazing what you'll conjure up in in your head, and then and then then when you listen to to uh, to somebody like Tom Waits, when you listen to him, just being interviewed. I told you I was watching the Letterman Tom Waits interviews and listening to his answers and his questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my mind is too small. I must yeah. I must enlarge. <laughs> so, would you yeah. say? Would you say like? Because uh, I, 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 a lot of a lot of your, your words that you write. Um, seem to, to me are, are akin to your the one-liners that you come up with on the fly, which is part of that's also part of your stage manager as well. And in the, in the past, you've credited your dad with kind of guiding you in that direction. My dad uh, uh, didn't definitely definitely a big influence. Um, uh, he didn't. I, I didn't get that style from him. I, I got his. Uh, the thing my dad would do that I do is go into a restaurant and immediately break the waitress or the waiter down in, in, in not, 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 not maliciously, like yeah. not take them, but break them down, take the, uh, hi, welcome to, you know, w- you know, n- name of restaurant here. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I'm Melanie, I'll be your waitress. And it's just immediately it's just stop that shit. And so, hey, how are you? Oh, uh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> you know, and you start there and then you kind of just, just make them feel comfortable and stuff like that. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's huge when you are able to have that human connection. I mean, you, you just stop being that. I, I remember somebody long, long time ago as a teacher or something um, talking about being at the shops and the cashier was saying, thank you, have a nice day. Th- or thank you, something for coming, to have a nice day. And it was, it was a line, regurgitated line that happened to each and every customer. And the teacher, whoever it was, said, said no, I'm a, I'm a different person now. You, can, you, know, you don't even have to say anything if you don't want to. But stopping that yeah. thing. And so that's, so that's kind of what I do. In, in the stage thing, is, is, is a, it has to be a moment. It has to be a, a, a uh, I was so happy when I saw this David Lee Roth clip where he, you go, hey, wow, look at all the people here tonight. And, and the crowd goes crazy. And he did, and he stood there for a while. He's, he's soaking in the applause. And I thought it was great. But then I saw it in another video. I was like, oh, Jesus, don't do that again. You know, uh, yeah, okay, it worked there. But and they're doing arenas. So you got to have, you got to have, you know, good stuff. So he used it again. Then I saw it again. So, so it was, a little bit let down. I don't want to do that. I want to, I want it to be your show. You're yeah. here for this show and this is going to be for you. And we're not taking this to, and just uplifting it and dropping it in the next slot. You know, we're going to, we're going to give it to you. So, so I try to, I really try to, um, to play on stuff that's happening in the, in the, in, in, in the venue that we're at mm-hmm. and customize it for the people that are there. And, uh, and, and it works against you a lot of the times because you want to I, I you know there's been times where I drop like a motherfucker I forgot about to thank you know hmm. and they're not thinking about it right you know because they because they know it's a genuine you know so so I would say uh, comedy has been definitely been an influence on you that's something that's outside of rod I would say just, Mass- as, just as an observer <laughs> yeah oh I, so. I i think that comedians should run the country yeah i'm not kidding i i just just on their just on their on their ideas alone 
yeah, they get laughs and stuff like that. But think about what you know. I've I've uh, just just listen to Cat Williams' uh, observations or Dave Chappelle's, you know, his his latest special. Yeah, listen to what they're they're, they're not. They're not thinking in, in, inside of Washington D.C. They're thinking as far. They're thinking for the world. They're thinking for for mankind. They're not thinking for for me and, yeah. and, and a laugh right now. They're putting it's they're a, putting real shit for you know. Yeah, they shine, they shine a light on yeah. on, on on things yeah. that I think we. It's, it's it's amazing how they they can elucidate something in just a couple of words. That yeah, it takes you know somebody else like me. Like an hour to explain, <laughs> but, but but comedy that's the yeah. and, and and that's that's been a connecting, uh, it's yeah. been a big connection just just for all of us. It's been our our, um, for for instance, if we were to say Dane Cook, we would have, you know, uh, bottles thrown at us right in, in this room because mm-hmm. you know. But that was one of the things that we, that we bonded on. We were all huge comedy fans. Yeah, but. The same comment, you right. know, yeah. it was the same. Love. We didn't, we didn't get the, you know, yeah. Hey, uh, you see carrot tops and you spent, you know, <laughs> we, we, we know what, you know, we know how to, how to, you know, get outside of the Sesame street, you know, line of comedy and into. Yeah. So, so I would say that when you and I first met, there was, there was, there was really, you know, just, you could just take the handful of, of influences that we shared. And that would still is so important. Now there's, there's Monty Python, Python first and there was Bowie and there was Elvis. Yeah, and but 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 even comedy that was too. Basically, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. just even sticking on the comedy, we had we had the the uh, the Billy Connollys and the Richard Pryor and the you know the the all that stuff that we had, you know, just yeah. immediately. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Early on, I I, I before I discovered music, I, I, I wanted to, there was a period where I wanted to go into comedy too, but uh, that didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's weird for me to think about now because I don't like being you know unless I'm singing I don't really like to be in be calling attention to myself sure. for any reason whatsoever. That's, that's what comedians do. But I know, but back then that was like I guess I don't know. My dad would have me you know I would memorize entire scenes from the Holy Grail and um, routines by Robin Williams. I had a record one of Robin Williams' first comedy records that he put out. Which I would mem- I think I memorized the entire thing. Give us a give us give us a taste. Give us give us a, give us a oh, segment. Oh God! <laughs> I'm trying to think of just one thing from that. I, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even do Next it. Next week. This is what I'm telling you. It's like I, I don't I don't want to do this. I want a solid five out of you next week. What's that? I yeah. want a solid five minutes out of you next week. <laughs> but could you imagine just walking out with a bottle of water and a microphone? And that's your. You've got to. You've got to own that room. Fuck that. I'm going. No way. Not a hope in hell. Yeah. I mean, I can. I can make people laugh. I just got to undress. But I can't do anything to to walk into a crowd and and and, and take charge. Like that. Fuck that. You know. I'm. I'm lucky. I got. You know. You, you know. Always surround yourself with better musicians. Tip number one. Tip number two is when you have them behind you and you're hurt, man, you can you can go into any room or any bike rally, but you know it's a it's a that's a that's a gift. That's what I'm just telling you about Stam Damaris walking in front of yeah. you know the Hogs of Texas, yeah. first guy out there, first guy out there, and I I tell you that he would have been last man standing too if it had you know if it had to come to 
You know, just just a. Uh, and Slade yeah. was great too. It, 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 I was just thrilled that they put, which has to happen more often. I know it was huge in the '90s, but they have to put comedians and bands back on the on the road together. And you know, I I, I think I was just talking agree, to John Lady yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that Doug Stanhope and Blackguards need to. That that will happen. I, I, that just I, I was, God, be so cool. I'll sell my kidneys to to to, to work with that guy, but. Uh, there's one quote from the record I just remember. No, I'm not going to do a routine, but one of oh, come on. a quote from this 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 record was I think it was his first comedy Smalley, record. Smalley, Smalley. Marker. Yeah, good, <laughs> uh, Tell me when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's a line from that this character he does at the end of the record. It's the, the record's called uh, "Reality, What a Concept." I think it was the first record he put out of his routines. But he, he has this old man character he does at the end, which is basically like an old version of himself, where he says, uh, you got to stay a little full, full goose bozo, a little, little touch of madness. You got to keep that touch of madness. A little touch of madness will keep you alive. And uh, I always held that really, really dear to my heart because he was, he was right, you know. But, um, of course, it's a whole other story. <laughs> it's a sad story about what happened to him in the long run. Right. Wait. What? Huh, but I'm not going to get into that. So. But he, he, Robin Williams was my, he, he was my hero when I was, you know, 12, 13, you know. Um, and that, that first record is, is great. He, he got a little redundant, a little repetitive. He went through a period, I think it was the early 80s period when he was having a lot of drinking and drug problems. His, his routines got really, he, he would start recycling jokes a lot. Yeah. Was, Do was, you still he, have that Mork outfit that you wore? <laughs> no. Works, but I had my hair, my, I had Mork hair for a long time. <laughs> I still got rainbow suspenders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um. Anyway, yeah, that would be that would definitely be one influence for me too. That was not not music. Yeah, and you have any favorite comedians? Any favorite comedians? Yeah, besides um, Gallagher. Besides Gallagher and, <laughs> and, uh, his, his, and his twin, and Dane Cook. Yeah. God. <laughs> Fucking Dane. That's a guy that needs to get punched in the taint, like you read about. Fucking guy. Um, you know, I had, uh, my dad had, uh, hidden in his records. He had, uh, Richard Pryor's greatest hits and I played the gurus off that record when I was a kid. I thought that was just like, and for being a white kid from Northern New Hampshire where there were no African Americans except for Mr. Davis, um, it was kind of eye opening into, into black culture, mm-hmm. and which kind of helped shape me a little bit to get more into, you know, obviously music was, you know, uh, the influence of African Americans on music was was huge, but I loved I love that record. God damn, it's so funny. What was the record? His just his greatest, just a random like Richard Pryor's greatest hits yeah. record. Okay, and it was a collection of he had he had had probably two or three albums out by then, and so it was stuff off that. He had Black Dracula and Better Be Home by Eleven and uh, The Exorcist and all this stuff that was just oh my god, it's so. If you can Google that stuff, it's fucking it's the best, the best, best, best. It, it, it was depressing though listening to people in, in the eighties and nineties too, because there was so much stuff ripped off from him. Oh yeah, which which is, it's it's inevitable because you don't own the 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 topic of whatever what you know any any topic you don't own it. However, his the thing that they can never take were his his drug stories yeah, and just, I just, yeah. and I, 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 you know, uh, 
I, I, I don't do heroin on the weekdays or Coke on the weekends. It's a, it's a good, nice little balance. But I, so I, I've no, I've no, uh, I've no frame of reference for what he was talking about, sure. but the way he would just cover the audience with these, with these visions and these, these, these memories and these, uh, and then of course, just the, 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 you could tell what was spontaneous too. When you watch it again, you listen to it again, you can tell what, what was for that night only and blah, blah, blah. But you, you're there, you're there with him in the, you know, then, then, then you go a few years on, you know, and Eddie Murphy does raw and which was, which was fantastic at the time. I find mm-hmm. it very, very dated. Yeah. Now. But especially that outfit. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one with the red, the red leather, the red leather one, one piece? Yeah. 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 But, uh, I, I, I read that. But then he was, uh, he was still doing stand up then. I mean, he, and then he, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He stopped. Yeah. After Delirious. I mean, yeah. he, was it Delirious or Raw is the first one? Delirious I is forget. the first one. Yeah. And the red outfit and Raw's the one in the black outfit. Yeah. Well, it's the first one that yeah, I was you, talking you're about. You're probably right. So yeah, the first yeah. one. Yeah. That one, I, li- I like that one. I didn't like Raw so much. Yeah, I like the first one. Right. Yeah, the the, the second, second one to me was, like, was, eh. was, was was part two. It was the sequel. You yeah. know, it was and it wasn't. Yeah. But the uh, the but the influence was there. It wasn't stolen. And then that cocksucker Cosby comes out and starts giving him shit. You know, it was after the first one. You know, he starts giving him Cosby. Like, <laughs> so I was delighted. Stay I was in your like, lane, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, I know we're going we're going far afield here. But the 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 beauty of of Richard Pryor was, uh, the, you know, there's just, he, he, he just went out on his journey. Same as Chappelle. I don't care what anybody says. That guy is on a one man journey he yeah. doing, and he is conquering the planet. Yeah. Yeah. He's brilliant. He is endless. He is timeless. He is, he is prolific. He, he's just beyond anyway. So I'm going way, way too far. So. There's, there's so many better routines that, that we could mention for Richard Parker. He was, he was just such a saint. So brilliant. But, but, uh, that I always think of him when I'm in a restroom at a gig and people start talking to me because that was yes. part of his, that yeah. movie where he's talking about the freebasing accident. He had that same, I think it's that same movie. He talks about the awkward conversations he has with fans in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so, it's so on the nose. It's, it's, it's you know, people trying to shake his hand at the urinal. <laughs> yeah. <like> that. <laughs> anyway, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think we talked about this before, but yeah, as far as like outside influences, especially with comedians, I like I like the idea of I guess it's the creative um element of that, like comedy and movies. Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm a huge Jaws fan and I just finished Carl Gottlieb who helped kind of finish the screenwriting and actually wrote most of that movie as it was happening. Um had a book called The Jaws Log where it talks about Peter Benchley writing the book and then, and then finishing the movie. And it's really, and it's, and it talks about like, it's like just his, his, uh, his diary of what, how the movie got made. And so like that creative process, I like to draw inspiration from, I mean, I don't know how it, how it affects my drumming, but it's just, I'm just interested in how other people create things that aren't music. Yeah. Not so much like art, like painting. And so I don't, I don't really have a brain for that, but like, you know, movies and comedy, I like to hear how, people create and the idea of like, you know, they go up on stage and they might have notes. Oh yeah. And this, and they tell the story and they see what works and what doesn't work and they go back and they rewrite it or they change it. You know, the guys like, you know, even like 
you know, Chris Rock will show up at a comedy club in New York to do like a 12, 12 to twelve ten a.m. set just to try new stuff out. You know, Chappelle will show up. So you know, Joe Rogan shows up, whoever Tim Dillon shows up just to kind of work on. Um, somebody said that, you know, Eddie Murphy showed up one time just to try out some new stuff and he might want to get back on the stage and like all these, just, just the idea of just yeah. like, you know, Pat Oswald just like showing mm-hmm. up and being like, I got this idea. I want to run by you kind of a thing and see how the crowd reacts. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's like trying out a new song. Like, okay, they like that one. Yeah. yeah. Or I liked it, but it didn't quite work this way. We go back in, we retool it and. Yeah, so that that's always been inspiration to me, like how things get created. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Side note, I think it was. Uh, I think it's. I don't know if it's the latest season, but one of the one of the later, most recent seasons of comedians and coffee or comedians and cars getting coffee with Jerry Jerry Seinfeld's series that he has. I think the first episode of one of the new seasons was Eddie Murphy, and I think I, they, the, I think there was a whole forty minute. It was like one of the longer episodes, yeah. and it was so great. And he talks about that. Jerry's kind of nudging him. It's like, when are you going to get out there and perform? You know, because he's, he's clearly he's still got it. You know. Oh yeah. So anyway. it hasn't aged either. I know no. it's crazy. He's got how many kids? Yeah, ten kids. Ten kids. Something like that. I he's, don't know. He's got a bunch of kids. I've got and, a note into him. I want him to adopt me. Cause. And he looks like he hasn't aged yeah. since the since the eighties. And yeah. uh, fucking, he does those voices. Mm-hmm. God, so brilliant. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. He did that. Uh, the clip I saw from that. As, as Chad says, comedians in coffee getting cars. But uh, I saw him. T- t- <laughs> I saw him. Uh, he, he was doing a Tracy Morgan impersonation, and Tracy Morgan to yeah. me is is, is is a great comedian, but he's hard for me to follow because I'm not I, I I'm I, I'm not up with the 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 the, the storylines that he follows. Me, you know, being some, I don't like Saturday Night Live, anything about it. So mm-hmm. if he goes off in town, I don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there, there are moments where I kind of go, go, go underwater and just can't, you know, can't get back out. So, but his impersonation of Tracy Morgan was spot so on. You, you close your eyes, and you're like, oh, I, I can't. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So it was, but I can see also in, in your, in your playing, I really can see your, and, and Chad will back me up on this. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah. I can see in your playing. There's a lot of there's a lot of humor uh, in, in our uh, in our when we when we like because we do a show and it's it, it's it, uh, our very good friend uh, Sharon um, Greg's wife. She says she's she'll say to us constantly because I've never seen the same show twice and they've been to more shows than uh, than we have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and hey now. So <laughs> so so so. In the show, if there's a running theme, a running joke throughout the night, we'll we'll be able to bat that around because we know each other pretty well. But your, I'll say, in, in in your playing, your humor comes through. Oh yeah, on, you know. Yeah. So so we're we know what you just did because mm. you accented one part of the song that we were joking with. You know, does that make sense? The, yeah, the, absolutely. The, yeah. The, the the so so I can see I can see your influences there, and and of course your 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 dad humor, I think they call it now. The kids are calling it these days. Your dad jokes. Yeah. There's just, it's just the play on words and the thing, stuff like that. You can see where that comes from, but then your, your playing is, uh, you know, although it can be very, very serious. There's always, we always have a nice little humor, humorous element in there. And the, you know, the, definitely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's, that's what, you know, it, it makes it, it makes it. Well, uh, thanks. Yeah. It's, I hope it doesn't get like old, but there's, a couple of things I'd like to do here and there that just like, oh, this, this, this is fun for me at least. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's, it's, it's and others. again, it's, it, it's nice to be able to 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 uh, express yourself musically and not have to be the that. Uh, and again, we joked about it before listening to the listening to the board mix for a band. I go, wow, that was that was live. I don't want to fucking play that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just it's so crisp and it's so rehearsed and it's so picture perfect. Right. No, I don't want to do that. I want to do. I want. To, I want to do the song where yeah, we were a little bit fast here, but you feel the energy from it, and you're you're not destroying the dance floor, nor you know, yeah, you know, you just you're not making it uncomfortably fast or uncomfortably slow, or you just you're just making it to uh, you, you're you're setting the you're setting the scene and you're playing your music the way it's it's supposed to be delivered, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the thing that comes to mind immediately if we're thinking about your humor is the way that you play uh, Waxy Stargle, where you put that dead break, uh, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the middle of the instrumental sections right. that nobody it's, expects. Yeah. It's a well, it was a co- it's, it's just a complete. We just flipped it upside down from where it, where it yeah, used to be, right? And that always <laughs> that always shocks the audience when that happens, yeah. which is the whole point. I think, yeah. right? So yeah. that's fun. Yeah. So what, what's okay? Let's, you mentioned movies and Jaws. What's what's a uh, a movie? Since we're running out of time now, what's a movie? Porky's that, that had Porky's too. Please okay, come on, Scott. That had an impact on you that really moved you to create or do. You know? mm, that's a hard question. I don't know if it moved me to create, but the one that 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 floored me that I, that just turned everything around for me. Uh, was Pulp Fiction. Re- mm. Only reason, o- only reason, I say that one is because I had never seen so many big stars in a movie, and put it was put in a blender. There was no timeline to it, and there was no. Uh, and the dialogue was like this. Mm-hmm. The dialogue wasn't Hollywood, and it wasn't Mickey Mouse, and it wasn't <clears throat> Shakespeare, and it wasn't you know. It's just it was it was it was, it was people on the street talking. And it was subject matter and uh, s- scenes that you can relate to, but it was done in such a beautiful way, so pieced together so well. I mean, never, never lack for blood or violence, which is a big must for me in a movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, so so that was that that was kind of one that you know a, a modern flick that that changed me for yeah. So I, I don't know if I wanted to create after that. <laughs> I definitely wanted to <laughs> well, see. Got you, got, got your, got, 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 got you thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Well, I think I mentioned it. We actually mentioned Pulp Fiction. I think in another show, and I we actually studied that in college. I was taking a, a, a class on uh, really? on modernism or postmodernism, and that they our professor was a great professor, James Pipkin. He he had us watch that movie, and uh, a big hmm. portion of the class was us talking about Quentin Tarantino. And his work because because it's because that movie doesn't doesn't happen linearly you know it's told out of the, the scenes are presented out of order which is and you don't really realize it until later you know the way things actually the order in which events actually happen right uh, that's that's an element of postmodernism where time and space ne- don't necessarily adhere to the rules that we we expect them to and you, that you you can tell a story with that with you, you can tell a story by breaking those rules is one of the, the tenets of it. Anyway. So cool. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's so many cause you're a buff. I like movies, man. I can, I couldn't yeah. even pick. I couldn't even, I mean, 
A Chitty Chitty Bang Bang did movie. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? That's, that's, that's good. That's good family <laughs> entertainment. I love the music. The, guy, the, music. the guy that did cool the special concert. effects for uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang did the same special effects for Jaws. So there you go. Oh, yeah, really? See? See? I tie it all together. You You're go. welcome. Yep. yep. Okay, Music Man, anybody? No? I have two. Yeah, that's good. You know, that's I a great love, movie. I, yeah. That's a good movie. What's her no, name? I love the music. Uh, yeah. What's her name? Shirley Jones. Beautiful in that movie. Um, Kissing Cousins. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get real shy. <laughs> Live a little, love a little. Anybody? Yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I actually got Harem Scarum. Movie that I really enjoy. <laughs> this is too many because you can draw influences from. I can draw. I'm such a huge movie fan. Like, and I've seen a bunch of them. That it's hard to pick just one know, for any particular yeah. reason, you know. But I think the greatest American movie ever made was um, was um, um, you know the best years of our lives. I think is is one of the greatest American movies ever made. Yeah. Um, when did, when was who was in that? Uh, who was in that? Um, Frederick March was in that. Um, From what year is this? An old movie? Yeah, forty. Okay. S- Six or seven made right after World War II. Okay. About, about World War II, um, vets coming home, and and actually one of the first movies to ever deal with, uh, uh, because you know they didn't talk about it. His first, you know, to deal with PTSD. No, you know, really? After, yeah, cool. In the forties, I mean, they didn't, they didn't call it that. It wasn't called that back then. But you you see three different um, war veterans come back and how they deal with the shit that they dealt with. You know, wow. one guy drank himself silly. One guy had flashbacks and was angry and, and had, you know, got into fights and stuff like that. And one guy had lost both his arms and he had to deal with, you know, coming home and having his family treat him differently and stuff like that. So, but I mean, it, Citizen Kane, of course, is great. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can go on, I mean, On the Beach by Stanley, uh, Stanley Kramer is great. I mean, these are just movies that are just kind of out there, you know, Hard Day's Night is great. Yeah. You know, uh. Any of the James Dean movies are fantastic, and not because he's dead, because he died young, because he just actually was amazing. And he, he was, yeah. And Rebel Without a Cause and Giant, he was just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this all about? Mm-hmm. It's really turned acting on us. Yeah. And in Giant, he's dealing with Liz Taylor and Rock Hudson's kind of old Hollywood, and he's like the new Hollywood, and those the way those two combine, you know, is just, it's just interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Go on and on and on and on about movies. You got any more? I've got tons more, but that's a, yeah. And Pulp Fiction, I mean, the, the Tarantino movies were always, I haven't seen them all, but visually striking and his use of music in those movies is, is remarkable. I think him and Scorsese, the way they use music in their movies is, is, <laughs> is, 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 uh, is fantastic. Yeah. But I think Quentin Tarantino's got a leg up on him. You know, I, I just watched that oh, yeah. one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is fantastic, I thought. Oh, my. I, I, I loved it, too. The man. ending, I was just like, oh, I haven't oh seen that one that's yet. why it's called this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now I figured it out. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. I need to see that. Yeah, it, 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 it's an absolute must. And again, again, if you're a Tarantino fan. But the, the, yeah, the ending was just at the right time. It was just, I mean, the movie just get right there, and it yeah. just. But and, so. I, and I was, like, dreading it. At the end, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what happens here. Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, this is this is actually good news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Mum's yeah. mum's the word. Yeah, she buys and, the dog, and, and then she. Brad Pitt's great in that movie. Yeah, I, I thought I was just like, wow. Well, I said like, that before. I've I, I always despised Brad Pitt because I wanted him to be bad at acting. I looked at him. I said, oh, this guy. 
And yeah, I saw I him, then I saw him again, then I saw him again. I was like, this isn't a fluke. And he keeps pulling more out of the tank. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he, 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 yeah. And DiCaprio, same thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that Johnny scene Depp. where he's, he's dressed like the cowboy talking to that little girl. I was like, wow, that's really fucking good acting that's right all, there. That, yeah. It's a good scene. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, when movies, movies, I think that we need to do a special podcast that doesn't end. <laughs> I think just, need, just need to, because uh, it's, yeah, I, I, watched a, I watched the history of film, which is on Hulu, I think. And it's, and it's, and the funny thing is, and, and, and Leslie talks, she couldn't watch it cause it drove her crazy, but the narrator is Irish and he, he talks like this. Every time he says something, it ends with a question. Uh-huh. Here comes Stanley Kubrick down for 2001. <laughs> and the scene that they shot was looking into the future, but looking into the past. <laughs> Every time That's the motherfucker like, said something, it ends with a up. Oh, sorry, with an uptake on the on the end, and it was it was tough to get through, but it was definitely well worth a watch because that movie, that documentary shows movies from all over the world and the different influences that they pick from and how they influenced other directors and, yeah. and movie makers. It's yeah, fantastic. I love that stuff. I love all those documentaries about how you know listening listening to these guys talk about about their craft and how they how they get their ideas, how they, the, the hell they have to go through to make those things reality and just the tenaciousness it requires. It's amazing. But I, I was thinking about this on the way over here and this is a movie I haven't thought about in a long time, but um, I, 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 it's not a particularly good movie. <laughs> I, I really want to go and watch it again. I haven't seen it in years and years and years. Um, but it was a, a Luc Besson, the, the French filmmaker. Uh, he did a movie called Subway and 85, I think, okay. with Christopher Lambert, uh, who went on to be the Highlander later. Um, and uh, the movie is, is where he plays, he's like a two-bit criminal, like a, a, a common thief or whatever, who gets, gets accidentally mixed up in the French mob. Uh, and there's, as part of the movie, uh, there's a side story going on where he's putting a band together uh, of musicians <laughs> he meets in the, in the subway. Sure. And one of them is the guy who Luke Busson obviously did the professional, the movie about the hitman. Oh, yeah. Saw that one. Yeah. yeah, and the guy who plays the the hitman is in this as as a musician. Sean, uh, yeah, Sean Claude Van Donkers. Yeah, Sean Claude Goddamn. <laughs> and he he plays. He has a supporting role. He's great in it too. But there's there's a scene in the movie where the the band finally gets a singer. Part of the thing is him is is the Christopher Lambert's character trying to find a singer for this band because he's not in the band. He's just putting it together. And they finally find the singer and they sing this song. And it's, uh, and it's not a particularly good song, but for some reason, I, after I watched that movie, I was, I, was, I was 15. No, I guess I was 16. And I'd only been playing guitar for a few months at that point, but I, I went home that night and I finally finished my first song after seeing this movie. Yeah, see, it there you it had such a huge, it really hit me yeah. for some reason. We had reason. to go through three hours to find out what your answer to Bob's question was. <laughs> that, that movie and Terry Gilliam's Brazil which came out around the same time. Those, those two movies, for, at least for when I was in my mid-teens. What was, the name of the, what was the name of the song? I don't know. That you finished that day? I don't know. I don't know what it was. And it's not, I went back and I looked it up years ago. I looked it up on YouTube, and it's not a particularly good song either. Your song? Oh, my song, sorry. You, yes, my song. <laughs> Start again. Stony McGee. Start again. It was a song called Standing on Rubber. Uh was a condom which, song? Which was Wait, a, standing on what? Standing on rubber. Standing on standing rubber. Standing on rubber. 
Rubber. You were at a playground. It was, it was very much the lyrics were very David Byrne-ish, as you would expect. It was obviously sure. a huge Talking Heads a fan influence. at the time. But um, yeah, not a particularly good song either. <laughs> but can you give us a taste? Uh, Take a look at this person sitting with you. He's got his pencil, got his paper. He's got nothing else to do. <laughs> that was the first verse. Nice. Yeah, you got he's, it. He's standing on rubber. I'll get the guitar. Yeah, yeah, if he if he jumps too hard, he'll bounce away. That was the that was the chorus. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It, like it. it went on for a while, like, like four or five verses, I think. God, fucking Bob Dylan, Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> turn that shit off. That that was back when all my car, all my songs were E, A, and D because those were the only only chords I knew. You so, didn't take a bus across town to learn the G chord like uh, George Harrison, like those guys did, right? Right. Or they, 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 what they, they go? What, it was like B seven was B7. the chord. That's yeah, right. we gotta go learn the B seven chord. Get on the bus. Yeah, that that is a tricky one. You're starting off. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> wow, twelve forty five. So, Holy shit. Yeah. That's what you get when you uh when you go go all movie on comedian on us. <sighs> Bunch of goddamn hippie musicians. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, there's tons more we could say. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Bob thanks for the yeah, question. Thank you. That was a great question. Hopefully we didn't disappoint. Yeah. When you hear this to today, tomorrow, today, Tuesday. Tuesday. What day is it even? It's Tuesday. Who knows? Tuesday. Today. Yeah. Later today. So, yeah, and that, like, but again, a big thank you to everybody that donated to the uh, to the to the um, Hibernian Pro- uh, Hunger Project, and um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you all soon. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have our Sturgis dates released as soon as we get them on Wednesday or Thursday. So hit up the website, and uh, um, we're holding out hope for the first Friday in Bryan. And uh, Pirate Festival's still going on. Wildcatter's still going on. So July, we should be back in the saddle, as they say. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, look for some uh, look for some real fun stuff, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, be safe, y'all. Be good. Yeah, be good. thanks be for safe. listening. See y'all. All right. I'm saying y'all, y'all. All y'all. <laughs> All y'all. All right. <laughs> Onion. <laughs>